0: I'm so, hey, I'm here with April Lemley of Anchor Bio and T2. She's a triathlon athlete. And how are you doing today, April? I'm
1: good. Thank you.
0: So, tell us about this event that you're involved in. It's a T2 slash Ciclavia uh, collaboration.
1: Yeah, this Sunday we're having a really fun, uh, well, we hope it's going to be really fun, um, scavenger hunt via Ciclovia, and that is with this endurance training program that I have fallen in love with called T2, which is short for the team to end AIDS.
0: And so how much money do you guys raise for AIDS? For AIDS, I guess it's research or um, yeah, support for people who...
1: That's a good question. So all of the funds that we raise go directly, directly, directly to AIDS Project Los Angeles. And for each event, it's a different dollar amount. So in order to go to Hawaii, we had to raise a minimum of $3,200. And that goes immediately to client services, things like groceries, taxi vouchers, legal services. Um, So...
0: So you're helping people who are living with AIDS, and yes, and how much did you raise on that Hawaii? Uh, was it a marathon? Uh,
1: for the Honolulu Marathon, I raised five thousand dollars.
0: So you had a hundred people with you. You raised raised five thousand dollars personally. Was that hard?
1: Um, you know, I um, I had my seventh death from um, AIDS last year, so it wasn't it wasn't hard for me because I had a lot of. Um, I had a big reason, and that's why p- part of the reason I'm sticking with this program. Um, s- I'm pretty passionate about it. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was hard, but it was at a time when I also I had a lot of friends who were um, mourning the loss of someone very important. So we, we did some events together. So it was it wasn't just me. I had friends helping.
0: So you, you had events just to raise money for this marathon. You,
1: we did, yeah. I had a couple parties um, where auction did the silent auction raffle thing. That's how we met. Well, different silent auction raffle, but and
0: so you you went with a hundred people to this T two marathon in in Honolulu, and you raised.
1: Um, we raised, uh, I think it was a little over a hundred people. I'm not sure, and the, the dollar amount. These are approximate. I, I can't. I wouldn't bet a dollar on this. But um, we raised about six hundred thousand dollars when we took that group to Hawaii.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And then, so the next thing you're getting involved with is something probably on a smaller scale, I guess. But it's at Ciclavia.
1: Yes, we are. Um, uh, it was my wish to try to get this group of athletes to do more fun things in the community and not just be isolated in griffith park training and um to take the the brand message into the community but also to just be active and not not be just doing sports on the weekend but to actually be a group of people in the community having fun with the rest of los angeles
0: so So that's what that's what you do though together with team two people you do sports on the weekend
1: well, most of our training is on the weekend and most of the events end up being on a Sunday or a Saturday. So yeah, yeah, I wanted to do um, more of kind of social stuff where we're just out being, you know part of Los Angeles community at large.
0: Okay, and then you're gonna do uh, you're gonna meet at Pershing Square.
1: Yes, so we're doing a scavenger hunt this Sunday. T2 is doing a scavenger hunt, and we're meeting at Pershing Square, and we're doing all of this using our smartphones and our Facebook. So you have to follow T2EA underscore LA on Twitter in order to get more information, but we are going to be meeting sometime between 10 and 11, I think. Um, You can also follow me on Twitter, I'm April Anchor Girl, that's A-N-C-H-O-R-G-I-R-L, April Anchor Girl on Twitter, and um, we will be, we have prizes, we have clues, we're doing it all on bikes, um, and it should be great.
0: Okay, great, and uh, so that's Sunday, and at 1030 at Pershing Square. I think. Prob- most probably.
1: But we're going to be tweeting a lot. So
0: get on the tweeter.
1: <laughs> get in the Twitter stream. All right. Embrace all right. it.
0: Well, thanks a lot, April, for coming in. And you're doing uh, the, the Chicks on Bikes show um, at the end of April, right? Last weekend.
1: Yeah, the last weekend in April. Um, I'm bringing two lovely ladies with me in here to talk to you about um, Chicks on Bikes and all of our love for... Um, Things with two wheels, I guess, just two, well, bicycles. Um, Jennifer Tomlinson. Jen has a company called Pedal Panties based out of the Bay Area. She makes adorable panties. She doesn't make them. She's the designer. Mm -hmm. um, These cute panties. Pedalpanties.com.
0: With some extra cushion in the butt. With some
1: extra cushion in the butt. And... um, Tess Lotto will be here too and she is BC Chica and she makes wonderful cycling stuff as well.
0: That sounds great. Last week, last Saturday in April. All right. Yep. Cool. Thanks we'll a lot, here. April. We'll see you Sunday maybe.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Can,
2: um,
0: can you hear me? Yeah, I can. There's something really funky about this line. I think it's ours, our end. Oh, okay. It seems better now. So this is J.J. Hoffman from the LACBC. How are you doing, J.J.? Oh, that's why it sounds better, because you've disappeared.
2: Hello? Hello. So,
0: trying to set up the phones. So, you've got the river ride coming up. Can you uh, talk to us about that?
3: Sure. The River Ride is June 5th. Uh, it's, uh, it's six rides in one, really, and there are um, many mileages you could choose from, so really it's good for all ages, all abilities. You could do 100 miles on a nice flat profile, 70 miles also flat profile, 50, 36, 15, and we also have a kids' ride uh, and safety rodeo, so even the littlest of kids can come and have fun. Um, kids 12 and under ride for free, so even if they want to do 50 miles, of course, accompanied by an adult, um, they uh, they can, and uh, their admission is free. We have t-shirts and goodie bags, and after the ride is over, um, there's a festival, and you can uh, win a uh, some DT Swiss wheels or a brand-new bike uh, if you enter into the raffle. There's music and food and... A beer garden. It's a lot of fun. It's all at the Autry Center,
0: which is in Griffith Park.
3: In Griffith Park, exactly.
0: And you do this every year. You've been doing it this. This since your eleventh annual river ride.
3: This is our eleventh, yeah. So uh, we've um, we feel like we've we've learned a lot in the process, and and through the process, we've also helped uh, revitalize the Los Angeles River, and we're working on getting that path completed. At the moment, it's not complete. They, we do have to detour through downtown because uh, there is no river path uh, through downtown. But um, we're working on that. We see it coming. I, I definitely feel like it's going to happen well, relatively soon. I'm not. I couldn't put a date on it, but I'll see it happen. Well, there's there's other uh, bike networks coming together. Too right, like the the bike side. L.
0: A. People talk about there being like the Sepulveda to Santa Monica to Venice.
3: I don't know if you're aware of their discussions about that, but um, on the Biota Creek and that those areas, do you? Mean?
0: Well, yeah, there's there's all there's different ideas about how to bring together um, the major bikeways of Venice and um, with with like uh,
3: Hollywood through. Sepulveda. Which would be so awesome. Yeah, you know, LA is the land of all these freeways, and it would be so great if we had these nice, linked, complete bikeways.
0: It would be, and and um, so, and how how much do you think that the River Ride is uh, a force in keeping the the
4: um, development of the of the LA River Path?
3: I know it is. I absolutely know it is. And before um, I ever did this, I, I was 2003, which when I even first realized that there was a River Path. And I know that a lot of people, even though I've biked in Los Angeles ever since I moved here, which is 1990, and, you know, I never knew that there was such a such an animal, and I think a lot of uh, cyclists like myself never knew that there was uh, this wonderful river path. I think a lot of people did not feel safe on the river path, and then over the years as I um, developed this, well, as I, I didn't uh, start the ride, but as I took it over, and uh, I would, you know, I was always on the river path because I'm always looking at um, where the ride's going to go. And I would see, you know, back in 2005, there really, again, no one was on it. And the state of the path wasn't that great. Well, I have seen over the years people enjoying the path. And, you know, whether it's on the river ride day or not, weekdays, weekends, there are a lot of people on the path, all parts of the path. And I know it's because. We take thousands of cyclists on that path one in one day out of the year, and we show them that it's there, and they're excited about it. Um, the different organizations, the city, uh, the Mountains Rivers Conservancy, have been working hard to put little pocket parks on the path to keep the path um, smooth and clean, and the River Keepers, you know, that's another great organization, FOLAR. So we're all working together to really um, show Los Angeles this great treasure and keep it nice, make it nice, and it is. It's getting better. Even down um, in the city of Maywood, you know, there's a new park there. It's relatively new. Um, And uh, you'll look in the river, you can see that there's actual, you know, plant life now starting to to grow up around in the river. And you never saw anything like that a few years ago, never. But now you're seeing it.
0: So where does the plant life, uh, where does the river trail begin and where does the plant life end and and where does it restart?
3: Well, um, the river begins all the way up in um, Canoga Park. And there is actually a proposal to um, make a bikeway up there, too, which would be fantastic. So that actually might happen a lot sooner than the downtown area. But, um, you know, it, it was built as like a flood channel. And, I mean, it is a natural river, but, you know, the way our geography works here in Los Angeles is when the rains would come, it would, you know, flood. And uh, it made it, you know, difficult to um, have any kind of, residences or businesses that can remain there. So they instead they, you know, made it into a flood channel and, and put cement all around it. So there is a lot of um, cement um, channel. You know, the river is basically a cement channel from, the, from the, all the way up to Canoga Park and all the way down to Long Beach. Then you do find a soft bottom about the last five miles where it's natural, you know, going to the sea. But there is, in the area of Elysian Valley and near Griffith Park, there is an abundance of plant life and um, birds that live there that, you know, grows up in the river, um, trees, bushes, all kinds of stuff, and these birds that live there. And, um, you know, they're obviously making uh, a life for themselves, so there's things to eat for them. I see people fishing there in Elysian Valley, so there's obviously fish that live there. Um, but you know, as far as like what all the, uh, plant life is, I, unfortunately I couldn't tell you.
4: Oh, uh, you can fish there?
3: Yeah, people fish there in the Lesion Valley. And I know they fish down in, uh, uh, more towards Long Beach. I see people fishing.
0: So what's it like down at the Long Beach End?
3: Uh, the Long Beach End, it's, um, as you, the five miles before it gets to the sea, it's all soft bottom, so it's all natural. And uh, there's all kinds of birds, and it, it's just beautiful. It's, it really is. It's like, it's, it's like being at a you know, nice natural river. And
0: that, that, the only ride that really goes that far would
3: be the 100 mile ride? No, the 70 mile ride goes that far as well. So uh, the... If you do 100 miles, you're going to go through Long Beach, you're, and this year we're actually going to take you up part way up the San Gabriel River path as well. So you get to take a look at that, which San Gabriel River Path is fantastic as well. So the 100-milers will go through Long Beach up the San Gabriel River Path and then turn around and come back. The 70-milers will go all the way to Long Beach and get a fabulous view of Shoreline Park and the Queen Mary and uh, you know get some refreshments and rest up, get back on the path and come back. If you do 50 miles, you're going to uh, turn around at Dills Park in Paramount. Dills Park is amazing. It, um, the last two years, they they renovated it completely into this wonderful natural filter. They use plant life that acts as a natural filter, so when the rains come, um, the park is, is pumping out fresh water into the river now. And all of the cement is even um, acts as a filter. The, they use some special kind of semi-permeable material. And uh, all of the, um, the the plastic things, you know, the picnic cables or the athletic equipment that they've put in there is all made from recyclable materials. It's a great park. Wh- which park? It's called the Ralph C. Dills Park, and it's in the city of Paramount. And that's at the beginning? No, that's at the 50-mile turnaround. It's one of the pit okay. stops. That if you're doing 50 miles, 70 miles, or 100 miles, you can stop out and take okay. a look at it. It's really beautiful.
0: And with your registration, you get a T-shirt and refreshments for free. And, and
3: support, a goodie bag, and a finishing medal.
0: That's great. So how many times have you personally
4: done it?
3: <laughs> you know, I've only done it... Um, in conjunction with the ride, I've only done it twice because, of course, as a, um, the director of the ride, I have, uh, you know, work to do on the day. But because I am also the director of the ride, all through the year, I'm, I'm riding the path because I'm, you know, checking out what's going on. Uh, you know, we have to make sure that it stays maintained, um, obviously, you know, just in general, you know, it's part of the work that we do at the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. We want to make sure that the infrastructure uh, stays um, up to par so that uh, cyclists can enjoy safe cycling year-round.
0: So you're, you're J.J. Hoffman, and you're the director of the River Ride, which is a mm-hmm. once-a-year ride, but you're, a f- you're like all-year. It's an all-year gig
3: for you. It really it absolutely is an all-year gig for me. Um, you know, I'm talking to people in different communities uh... we've been talking to um, the members of the Elysian valley about this recent addition to the path which uh... starts at fletcher and goes to figueroa before um, last november it was a really uh... munched up flood channel that you could really only enjoy on a mountain bike um, anyone on a road bike you know you're you're either gonna have to take it at a five mile an hour pace or or just walk it because it was, you know, in bad 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 shape. But the residents in Elysian Valley, they love that path for um, they go fishing there, they walk their dogs on that path. So when uh, we we had that paved nicely, cyclists just were so, you know, over the moon about it. And you know, now it's the path is like butter. Um, they would just ride it, ride that area of path really fast. And there were some confrontations between pedestrians, uh, the locals, and um, some of the cyclists. And some of the cyclists didn't understand that the path is a multi-use path. And because Elysian Valley has residents that live right on the path, which not every aspect of the path has that, um, there, there was some misunderstandings on both sides. And uh, so we've been doing a lot of outreach with, the, with Elysian Valley. We've come to um, their community meetings and discussed their concerns, and uh, we let our, um, the cycling community know that, you know, when you go through Elysian Valley, do watch out for pedestrians because they, um, they belong there, too. Slow down. And, you know what, enjoy that part of the, the path. It's really probably the most beautiful part of the path. It's good great silly geese that live there um there's pocket parks all over that part of the path and there's a lot of shade it's really really nice uh so yeah we've been we gave some bikes away to the community members so that um they could also enjoy the path the way a cyclist do uh-huh. so yeah i've been I, I work on this this is a full time this is a year-round gig for sure
0: and it uh, so um Elysian Elysian Park, the Elysian Valley is, is sort of part of Griffith Park, or is that connected to Elysian Park, that I know?
3: It's um, Elysian Valley is not connected to Griffith Park. It is um, south. It's you know it's basically down the hill from Dodger Stadium and the Police Academy. Right. It's um, if you're you know Riverside goes through it, so it's it's close to Griffith Park. It's just south of it.
0: Elysian, uh, it it's near Elysian Park.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yes, it is. Okay.
0: Um, and, um, so, what does the, what, okay, if you want to take, like, the, the, the river and then hook up with, uh, you know, the exposition line, is that ever going to touch the river? No. The, I'm sorry,
3: say that again? I was,
0: I was wondering if there's going to be a bike path along exposition, uh, the route, the light rail route that's going to go along exposition, um.
3: I'm not sure uh, that actually might be a good question uh, for Alexis who's the planning director in our um, you know CBC but, but, um,
0: and so you have a little kind of a, a fair atmosphere at the beginning of the river ride do
3: you yeah we do we've got um, there, there's a REI will be there pumping up your tires for you we'll have um, uh, herbalife will be there giving you some snacks to get you going. We'll, Tom Lebon is going to be there to help you um, send you off, as well as uh, Austin Nichols, who is the star of One Tree Hill. He's a big cyclist and environmentalist and definitely believes he shares our mission that uh, Los Angeles can be better on two wheels. He's going to be there. He's, he's our Grand Marshal, so he'll be riding 100 miles with all with uh, all the 100-milers. Yeah. And, yeah, there'll be, it'll be music, so we'll we'll send off the riders in style, and uh, all of the, all along the path there'll be some pit stops. One in Elysian Valley, out in Maywood, Hollenbeck Park, where people can uh, rest up for a little bit, get a little something to eat. And then, of course, if something goes wrong with your bike, we've got mechanics all along the path. We've also got um, uh, sag vehicles in case you just uh, somehow just pooped out. Um, we can drive you back to the start, and then at the and then after you ride, that's when the real fun begins. We'll have a lot of good food, um, music, live bands, other surprises, and you can enter to win some of our great prizes from our sponsors, specialized and DT Swiss.
0: Do people come just for the party afterwards?
3: They can if they want to.
0: No, that that would be wrong, but. Um... So then, there's just. Did you talk about the kitty? The kitty ride, just for kids.
3: Oh yeah, the, the kitty ride is uh, happens right at the Autry National Center. Yes, sports, which is uh, yes, sports. That's that's for youth educational sports. Uh, they put together a safety rodeo in the parking lot. Uh, they take a little chalk and and draw a little path so that the youngest, newest rider can uh, really stretch themselves. Um, you know, learn how to stop, learn how to take a kind of a, a, a curvier path without falling. Um, any kind of, you know, however however um, uh, proficient you are as a cyclist, as a young cyclist, you know, you, you're welcome. And um, that's free, of course. And then after they, they do the safety rodeo, um, they can do little activities like decorate your helmet, decorate your bike, Do a little bike wash.
0: I think there was face painting last time.
3: Yeah, face painting. Um, We'll have some surprises. Mom's in motion.
0: It seems like kids really got a lot out of it.
3: They did. And and also uh, Specialized, uh, through our partnership with Specialized, we have a lot of bikes that we are able to give away to children who otherwise wouldn't have a bike. So that will be fun. And they can join in with us. And that's always, that brings a tear to everybody's eyes. See a kid get there, get this, you know, really cool bike. How, how many bikes do you give away? <laughs> um, over the years, we've given away over 100 bikes. Or actually, no, like 200 bikes. But that's that started in 2008. Um, we were able to, you know, the ride's just grown and grown. And we were able to add that uh, addition to the ride, the free ride to kids and bike giveaway. So we're, the way we look at it, we're trying to build a generation of cyclists. I know a lot of kids who grow up in Los Angeles think that the way to get from here to there is in a car. And what we want to do is try and get, you know, kids, like, really excited to ride, you know, the freedom of it, the independence. So we're hoping that the next generation of Los Angelinos are, uh, will see that, no, no, you get from here to there much better by bike a lot
0: more fun <laughs> right. i remember last time that, the, that i was I, I know somebody with kids and I, I was trying to get her to go because i had heard hey free bikes for kids and that was to me like i, I didn't i hadn't even heard so much about the river ride but the free bikes for kids was was uh, a big
4: selling point
3: and yeah it's awesome i mean, we, we um it's not free bikes for all kids unfortunately that would be awesome but um you know, we do. We get a limited number per year, and that varies um, based on you know what we can what we can handle. And then we do um, through our partners with Parks and Rec we hand select the children who receive the bikes, and they're usually the children who um, have some need.
0: Oh, so they're already kind of in programs through Parks and Rec.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: They're cool bikes, specialized.
3: They are. They're <laughs> really great bikes. REI also gives us great bikes. Um, uh, someone last year, the guy who won the the Buzz bike, the Novara Buzz bike, uh, he was so happy because he finally ha- he had had a mountain bike, and now he had a commuter bike. So he was he felt comfortable to commute to work because he has a pretty long commute. So that was awesome because it, it achieved exactly what we hoped it would achieve.
0: He won it by went by.
3: Just raffle from entering. The yes. World. Well, the REI uh, raffle that has to do with um, whether or not you pick up your packet at REI, which you can do two weeks, I mean, a week before the ride. You can pick up uh, uh, your packet at one of the participating REIs, which all of that information is on our website um, la-bike.org, okay. and then you can enter to win uh, the Buzz Bike. And your chances of getting the bike are um, greater than your chances of getting one of our other prizes or bikes at the raffle, um, because you know fewer people pick up their packet. So, so, so yeah. So you should do it. <laughs> yeah. so. It's like one in one in three hundred or one in five hundred, just to. Whereas if you're at the the uh, site itself then your, your chances
0: are more like one in 3,000. Well,
3: then, there you go. REI. So, yeah, pick up your packet at REI. All right. Um,
0: so, anything else that we can say about the river ride? June? Yeah,
3: the 5th. other, June 5th, the other aspect of the river ride, and we will have prizes for fundraisers. We wanted to do a fundraising element. We just started this last year, um, and we're just getting it going now. Uh If you join and also get your friends and family to um, donate to your cause, the highest fundraisers will win um, prizes. One of those prizes being a set of DT Swiss wheels, which you know these are top of the line wheels, and they're worth about twelve hundred bucks just for the wheels. So, so yeah. More information is at la-bike.org.
0: All right, great. And you're on Facebook, too. We are. So we can uh, find out all about your, li- your likes and dislikes.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right, well, thank you so much for calling, J.J. Hoffman. And, thank um,
3: you, Nick. And,
0: you know, sort of keep us up to date on, on
4: developments.
3: I absolutely will. would love to be able to call in again. Okay, great. Thanks, Good Nick. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.
2: Hey, yeah. vice command is what I am. Proud to be who? watch my style? Well, second like are second, dilly dally. where I want up in the yard? Twenty-one past three. One wheel in the air. We don't very, We really, really. I took a turn on the avenue. Saw this girl that some time I knew. Hey girl, how is the day? Hey, hey, she looked at me and this is what she said. she said, she don't want no bicycle man, oh she is looking for a car, man, I want to drive some minivan, I looked at her and smiled a while, hey, she realized I didn't like her style, because bicycle man is what I am and proud to be, watch my style, well, we're stuck and dilly-dally, whether want a penny or twenty-one for one wheel in the air, we don't fare, we really, really. The next day she see me in a motor car. Flagged me down, asked me if I'm going far. I looked at her, do you remember yesterday? She looked at me, and this is what she had to say. Says so she know I no bicycle man. Oh, she's looking for a car, man, man wall and drive a minivan. I looked at her and smiled a while, eh? She realized I didn't like her style. Cause bicycle man, that's what I am in front of me. Oh, what's from style when we're cycling dilly dally? Who had a eh? wanna penny on 21 fussy? Fun wheel in the air, we don't.
0: Okay, so we're uh, here, Bike Talk. Um, We are hoping to get a call. Well, we're scheduled to get a call from Charles Gandy from uh, Long Beach. He's the Long Beach Mobility Coordinator, and he's done a lot of work uh, that uh, in Long Beach with bike sharing through Bike Station. And uh, what else can you say, Chicken Leather? Uh,
5: Charlie Gandy uh, comes from Austin, Texas. As you know, uh, I don't want to draw direct parallels, but uh, Texas has had some, uh, let's just say, some success with biking, but they've also had more success with planning. I wonder if this harkens back to a time when there was nothing in Texas, and lo and behold, LBJ said, hey, we got to get the space program here. So they started giving all sorts of things like cars and homes and making Houston almost the uh, a capital in itself. But because you're doing this in land, let's let's be honest, there's not a lot in Texas. Um, they were able to almost plan the city. And I'm not say, as, saying they were Louis Kahn when they did it, but they were looking at the, more or less the car being the central kind of thing, almost like Brasilia. Uh, Jump forward um, 10, 15 years, and they realized that they could be doing more. I, I think Charlie Gandy, you correct me if I'm wrong, was from Austin, and they wanted to make Austin almost like a destination city. Um, I know that uh, there's there's other things that ugh, exist, but being part of that uh, equation, he was able to uh, almost re-sculpt the city. You know, I, I'm doing this half-assed. We should let him explain this and, and go to uh, something that I, I collected on Thursday. Have you talked about the Ciclovia? yet? There's something going on well, this Well, I've referred to it in a
0: little clip. Yeah, well,
5: more important than the C-Clavia is the fact that uh, there's, I guess, a budget crisis going on. I know that they interrupted one of my favorite programs last night to to break in this this Obama guy. I guess he's the president.
0: President it? Obama. Yes.
5: Yeah, yeah. He, he was happy because they made some sort of, uh, I guess, uh, concessions. I, I like to believe there shouldn't be any concessions making this. And you go, what? What are you saying? You don't want to work with the Republicans? And I'm going, okay, let, let me just be honest. Look what, look what 10 years. What was it, 12 years? Long How time. long was Bush in office? He was eight. only in office eight, but it seemed a lot longer with it, a it, war every once a, in a while. Yeah, it seemed time And I know they're saying, well, what did you want to do? Let the terrorists go? Whatever. I, I'm not one of these 9-11 let kind go. Of truth guys. But I'm thinking that we might have, let's just say, been a little more... They finally took the Eat, color coding away. Eating the loss. And, and what they were trying to do, I thought it was even more amazing, that they were trying to teach kids the color coding. What's the... Oh, the alerts. Remember, there was amber. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Green, amber, yeah. red. And they were trying to get kids to do it. They had, I guess, Cookie Monster was green, and then they had Bert and Ernie in there. and then Really? And then Elmo, Level Elmo. Oh so God. thank God we don't have to teach our kids that. But uh, on a brighter note... Um, (laughs) The mayor, we'll let him speak for himself. He had just talked to the Spanish radio. We're going to get to the the Cyclovia press conference, but more important, they didn't care about the press conference. They wanted to talk to him about the budget, and here he is, breaking news here on Kill Radio. It's the mayor on Kill Radio. Here we go.
6: A lot of red meat. (laughs) I'll give you a lot of red meat. No, no, no. Sure. I just, that's what I just
5: yeah, said. Right. You want to do the budget shutdown too? Yeah. yeah. Well, get you all at, at the same time Why well, don't one of you get on this side? So. When was uh, it? Thursday morning. He's there for Ciclavia, right? Yes. Yeah, he's there for Ciclovia, But we, well, let, listen to what he says and then we'll talk about Ciclovia right now. Yeah, Is it true some of your employees are riding your bike to work? Okay, so. so How's this going to ask back to you? Well, first of all, let me just say it's an absolute.
6: You were the first one, by the way. He was kind Ruben enough you. to wait for all of you. Thank <laughs> you. All right, here we go. First of all, it's absolutely Outrageous that things would come to this, that we would be looking at another government shutdown or another continuing resolution. And the fact of the matter is, while it takes two to tangle and both parties uh, have bear some responsibility here, and the fact of the matter is, uh, House Republicans have been absolutely irresponsible in the way that they're bringing us to the brink and forcing uh, the possibility of a shutdown when. The fact is they're not very far apart on the numbers uh, and uh, this is just about uh, the ideological uh, battles uh, that they've continued to wait uh, since they uh, took over the house a few uh, months ago. Now look, but you got to understand. Disproportionately, uh, as an example, if we were to pass H.R. 1, disproportionately the people that suffer uh, in these situations are the poor, are the elderly, are children. Disproportionately, they're targeting uh, programs uh, that protect the safety net. And the fact is, while we are looking at historic deficits and debt, we've got to do this in a way uh, that looks at the entire budget and doesn't just go after the weakest among them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that unfortunately what they're doing. Just in terms of immediate impact, I'm just trying to think of like what you wake up to as a mayor, what any city official, but suddenly the federal government is not there back to you. Well, it help you. Know, there is an impact, but that impact will only grow over time. I can tell you uh, that we're in the process of assessing uh, exactly what happens uh, to the city. Municipal government will continue to function. I want everybody to know that.
5: Well, uh, our uh, city, do you think, uh, doors and wait, wait a second, continue
6: continue be open. Be open. But
5: the mayor continues to, to talk about
6: working, with the, of working with the other people working with the other side and and, um, our residents. You don't so have, that's what you don't have to worry about, about, about this shutdown. Los Angeles, Why? Uh, what,
5: what, you, do, you, you think California is separate from the, the United States? State. They, 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 <laughs> they, they state avoided it. Yeah. Yeah. They voted it last night in the middle. Like I said, I think I was watching Nightline. They broke in with it. That was the top story there. Along with what's the guy? The Russell character?
6: The English guy.
5: I don't watch. I watch where
0: wow. do you have time to watch <laughs> tv i don't i don't
5: i actually came <laughs> home and it was it was on i was trying to dub it. um in order to Democrats carry a frequency instead of bars i did uh I, I do a put on the, uh, the local
6: where but we uh,
5: they were also talking about leadership. nutritious uh, effects the of the
6: uh, pie
5: in America. I guess we're going back to pie, not not the mathematical. Because things, every like Aronofsky, but the, the idea that I guess pie is and now and seen and as more. nutritious, this just sugary about, cake.
6: You know, Let's listen to the mayor
5: a little more. You know what? People want their government to work, and they want oh, the to
6: work together, and so. They can take a page out of what we do here. You know, we all have our views. But in the end, people want you to get beyond your views and fix problems. We're not doing that. Thank you.
5: Well, that being said, the mayor is talking about fixing problems uh, at the Clavia thing. It was kind of funny because, um, and I, I'm not saying this like funny aha or funny like a clown, um, it, it was uh, ironic that he was talking about uh, fixing the budget, and yet we're at a bike concert, and I'm, I'm going, isn't anybody going to draw the two together? We're at a bike thing. Bikes work, even though they're they're part of, quote-unquote, the other technology, they work enough. And everybody was kind of looking at it like a novelty. They even had Bobby stand up with his tall bike. We're, we're going to hear from him in a minute. He's uh, one of the originators of Ciclovia and he talked for a minute, and we'll hear from him. But what was amazing is... Um, we were all d- kind of discussing what was going to be, uh, can it, how, can we, how people were getting to Cyclovian. Can we stuff, pause for a second? You know yeah, we can pause for a second. What, what's going on here?
0: Um, we got a call from uh, uh, Char- uh, Charlie Getty's management. Uh-huh. He's not from Austin.
5: He's not from Austin? No. Oh, I'm, I stand corrected. We, we
0: are we are getting his bio uh, we're, emailed. To we're us
5: pulling right. up his bio as we speak? Yeah. So Okay, so what do you got here? Sorry. So, anyway, this is at the rollout. Wow, well, I'm really sorry. I thought he was from Austin. I thought he was progressive. I thought he... Uh, he you mean he wasn't the guy at South, Southwest, South by Southwest with the soy bomb on his chest? That wasn't Charlie Gandy?
0: We didn't get that far in the <laughs> Oh, wow. Well,
5: we're going to find out where what, what part of Texas Charlie Gandy's from. Maybe that's not a, a, a Texas accent.
0: I, I don't know, man. Oh, I, I know man. You, I know you. Oh, know. I, no. I know that you are a big fan.
5: I I am a fan. I've, I've seen him talk in Long Beach, and I saw him talk in Glendale. And this would be the chance to put him on right now on tape. But we're, you know what? I think uh, we, we owe more to him, and we're waiting for him to come on live. Uh, I, I guess his people are now talking to our people. Isn't this how things are done? Our people talk to their people. It's Whoa. never really the front I thing.
0: Unless, our, if you, by our people, you mean me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, I, I mean you. Anyway, um, some of the other stuff that we're, we're trying to get here. Let me, let me see if I can back this up a little. Um, we met uh, another one of our favorite people in front. And this goes back to something else that's going to come up today about um, public space and defining public space. And is the public really able to use public space, or, or do they have to be... Uh, permitted to use their own public space to gather in. Any, anyway, one of the things that came up, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, as uh, Charlie Gandhi, who's been writing since... S- no, wait a second. Okay.
4: Well, you're, you're we're,
5: we're actually trying to suck it in and report at the same time. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, let's go to Joe Linton who was on the steps sort of telling you what this Ciclavia is going to be about here on Kill Radio.
7: non-general yeah. funds that we're dedicated yeah. to for things like police or fire and traffic planning. Yeah. From the non-profit side, we raised about 100000 It's mostly from foundations, but it's also some sponsors and some a lot of individual donors and t-shirt sales and, uh, you know, whatever we can get, just non-profit fundraising. Uh, are I um, do Well. So last last year we did a count and we counted um, 60,000 and the, the LA Times reported 100,000 which is the number we love uh, and so we're expecting 100,000 this time because I think that people had a great time, a lot of people wanted to come and missed it and so they're going to come this time. A lot of people came and loved it and they're going to bring friends and family this time so I think it's going to be bigger. And what, um,
1: on the day of the event, what should I not miss? Like, I know you guys have a lot going on day. It's not
7: just oh. and walking. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Um, sorry, is this, is this going to be audio or is this going to be an article? Audio. Okay. Is
8: that okay?
7: Yeah. Yeah. Um All right. We're talking about that. Sorry, there's well. So I, what one of the things I think is important is just be spontaneous. There's going to be lots of families, lots of kids, lots of restaurants. You know, anywhere where you start on the route is going to be wonderful and is going to help you see Los Angeles in a different way. So I, I don't think I'm going to say a couple of things, but but I don't. But I think just just show up and be and and experience spontaneous, you know, joy in the city of Los Angeles. Um, But I think uh, I think a lot of the architecture. Downtown is just incredible, and you can see it from the street um, in a way that you can't when there's lots of cars in the street. So I recommend, uh, you know, biking or walking through downtown Los Angeles. And then I'd recommend at 9:30 in Little Tokyo, um, we're going to have opening ceremonies. Lance Armstrong is going to be there. The mayor is going to be there, and it'll be a kickoff. You don't have to start there, but um, but if you're looking for a place to start and, and where there'll be a lot of people, you might want to start in, in, in Little Tokyo at 9.30. That's
1: cool. That's good for me personally because I live in South <laughs> LA, so it's a little easier for me to get... I was thinking about last time I got a little bit of heat stroke, um, so I want to take it a little easier this time and not start all the way in Boilhead. Um, well, so. I'll be in Little Tokyo. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah,
7: It's. I mean, it's really chill. It's, it's about... It's about I think it's about like civic space. In fact, in Bogota, they say it's about crime prevention. There were a lot of kidnappings, terrorism, people were afraid to be out in the city, and the, the, the mayor, a guy named Antanas and and uh, uh, Jaime... Yikes, Jaime. And what's, what's the guy's name that we had last time? Jaime? Jaime Ortiz. Jaime Ortiz. So, uh, Antanas Mocos, Jaime Ortiz, they they promoted Ciclavia as a, like, anti-crime, like, get people in Bogotá out on the street looking at each other, looking at each other's faces and, you know, civic friendliness, sort of, and, and, uh, and I think I think it really has that. I think you have young kids, you have Latinos, you have people in wheelchairs, you have uh, Blacks and Asians and Whites, and you know every every flavor of Los Angeles kind of all out in the street together. You know, and so it's a very um, egalitarian, peaceful, you know, way of looking at each other in the eye. Love that.
1: Thank you so much. Um, you know, just personally, the is just. L.A. a great experience from I'm coming from New York City. And when I first got here, I got here in like
7: late August. And then, you know,
1: the year was like, I was like, okay, I can like it here. You know,
7: is, I can make uh, it. Yeah. I think, think L.A. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is up. He's one of my fellow
5: uh, uh, reporters here, but let's hear the rest of what uh, Joe has to say. Uh.
7: And the car surfaced well for some things, but, but I think that as we're built out and increasing in density and, and in these core neighborhoods where we've always had density and always had walking and always had transit and always had bicycling um, we're starting to embrace those and not sort of be embarrassed about those but say that those are really those are legitimate parts of our system and uh, and really for the center of Los Angeles for these neighborhoods where cicloclavia goes through um, bicycling and walking and transit are really viable and really wonderful
1: Cool. all right. Thank
7: you so much. It was a great press conference too. Thanks. Really good. Are we going to get a different route next time? Um, In July, we're going to do the same route. And in October, we're going to add to it. It looks like we're going to add, I mean, this is tentative, but it looks like we're going to add six miles into South LA, down um, Central Avenue and uh, Martin Luther King to Exposition Park. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's going to get longer and longer. You know, Bogota, every Sunday, they do 80 miles of of open streets, eighty every Sunday, eighty miles. Wow. So, and they started with they started with seven miles in um, in the 1970s. So we're going to grow over time and, and extend into additional neighborhoods and um, you know bring Sequoia yeah, to Los Angeles. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, Joe. Thank you. You guys, is that yeah? Uh, we're trying to figure out.
5: We t- we talked a little bit more. We'll get to uh, Bobby right now.
0: See, I, I oh, actually,
5: I actually edited this a little bit. I nice. got, I got a chance. Is I, this,
0: do you normally? You don't normally. No, edit? I don't
5: normally cut it. But it was such a long event. People joked about how they needed to bring out the ponies after the dogs started talking. I mean, for the dog and pony show. But I don't think we should look at it this way. The city is really trying, and some of the uh, the other people in the reporters' pool. Uh, one of them, my friend, there. It didn't seem like... You know, I asked the same questions, and they don't even take me seriously after a while. And she was asking the questions I would have asked, and that's why I was doing it. We're going to have her on. She's with, uh, I guess, SC. Uh, uh, g- if she's not getting her doctorate in journalism, she should. Well, uh, she's, she's, she's hardcore. Yeah. I saw her out there with not only a camera, but a digital recorder and a still camera. And she yeah. did the whole route, like she said, and she got heat stroke. I said, I said, I don't know why. You're only caring about... It. And even for me a huge backpack and doing the route on a, on a bike that I, I probably would have uh, gotten a block with. So it's not also about the block, and it's not about the speed, but she was keeping pace with these guys that normally do um, these sentries out there. So, wow, more power to her. Cool. Anyway... Um, What's her name? I don't know. Uh, I do. I do. I have her card. We're just not on that kind of a basis yet, <laughs> but, but I'll... <laughs> I hope to. I hope to. I think her name is Amy, She's actually. a bike reporter. Amy, bike reporter. Cool. For
0: SC. So, so uh, one, one of is the This is Bobby Goddard, We only got four minutes. Four minutes.
5: Four minutes till bomb time. Let's get right to the tape. This is, uh, we're, we're going to have, we're going to brush this up, and then we're going to get right this to Charlie Andy, We're going to talk about the BCBC later on in bike. Bike culture and bike things. Maybe we'll draw the hub into it when we talk to Charlie Gandhi. So but here we go. This is Bobby, this is Bobby, Bobby talking this, about the event here. That, yeah, we're trying to figure uh, out. Spokesman uh, today, Bobby. Yeah, you did, you did a nice job. But I'm noticing here you picked a morning when the farmers' market was here. And do you ever think there'll be a point when food will be part of the equation for the Ciclovía? Um,
9: I mean, it already is. We already have uh, like food trucks in certain parts on the route. And uh-huh. Restaurants along the route are a big part of it.
5: That would be fantastic. Fantastic yeah. though, to make it almost like a taste of Los Angeles where you could ride from one cuisine to another, huh? Yeah,
9: definitely. It's, it's totally going to be that, absolutely.
5: Right. Well, <laughs> hopefully something spontaneous will pop up on this. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. I think that's the word that I'm going to use. Yeah. Spontaneous.
3: <laughs> All
5: right, so anyway, with Bobby, uh, he uh, he was actually sort of, the, the, the there were other people from the news thing uh, trying to use him. If you tall bring bike. up the page, Bobby is now on his tall bike in a lot of these pictures. And apparently he tells us that he can balance on it. Listen listen to him at, with the background. All
9: right, there you go. Me and, Lance, me and Lance are like this. You heard it here first.
5: He's saying Lance is going to ride the tall bike. you
9: want to try it? No.
5: Like yeah, you know, he said the flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, she had closed car toes,
9: car.
4: you know. You can totally do it. I
0: do it. So he's... I'm sorry, I don't
7: want to move on. He's really got a... He's really
5: got, yeah, he's got this yeah. down all-buck. you boots? Uh, you can
1: do it. I think you would ride a normal bike, okay? Well, these are reporters that they sent out saying
9: so they couldn't ride a the bike. They're not arguing if
5: it's, it's not about what, uh, the, the yet, carbon so fiber bike or the three-speed <laughs> or a single-speed right nice or right how many right speeds. It's it's know. whatever bike you feel comfortable on. Obviously, Bobby is doing a little bit more <laughs> and, uh, recording and stuff. And I, I believe this is going to be our featured phone call here. It is Kill Radio Bike Talk on KPFK Hi. and on the podcast. Charlie
0: Hey, Mr. Gandy, how are you doing? Is this Nick? Yeah, this is Nick. Good to hear you. Thank you. Um, we were just having a big uh, discussion about you're not, you're not from Austin, like
10: we thought, but you're from Dallas. Well, I live most of my adult life in Austin, but I, I was originally born in Dallas, is true. Oh, okay. Good. Well, then, we were, we were pretty close.
4: <laughs> right.
0: So, um, now, Chicken Litter here has been to, a lot, to several of the events that you've spoken at, and he's brought in tapes of you speaking before.
10: Wait a minute, I, I, could you start over? Who were who you talking about?
0: Chicken Leonard, he's, he's the co-host here.
10: Oh yeah, okay, good. And, yeah, um, and,
0: yeah he's brought in uh, footage of he's talking before, and you're really um, probably one of the bigger biggest celebrities in the, the bike scene in uh, Southern California, I would say. And
10: well, that's, uh, uh, that's nice of you to say. It's a small pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but, uh, and, and a lot of that is is you know because you're synonymous with uh, the long beach bike scene and and that's such a that's its such an important um,
4: force
10: here we're yeah I'm, I' I'm well you know I'm, I am a part of it and I'm part of a, a great team that is really doing some amazing things and and I presume that's what we're gonna be talking about today right yeah yeah because yeah. you're the Long Beach mobility coordinator that's right I'm your man so um, are we on the air now? We are on the air now. Okay. Oh, I, I guess I should have told you that. That's
0: right. Um, so, I have some questions. Um, so, how did you find yourself in the position uh, where you you managed to keep things going forward, where other cities, other municipalities, they they just drag out these
10: processes without actually doing anything? Um, because the 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 city is the wrong place to focus the attention. That's the first mistake. Um, the city of Long Beach is, is, like lots of other places, like every other uh, government entity, it's really good at responding to citizens who bring them solutions and or uh, consensus about a change in direction. And they're really not very good at trying to do that on, beh- on behalf of citizens without citizens as catalysts. And so it's a misplaced assumption, particularly in these days of, uh, of short budgets and uh, people being laid off, the professionals and, sp- and specialists, particularly in the bike world, are vulnerable uh, to think that um, that the government's going to do it on behalf of uh, a group such as bicyclists. Now, the real, the real magic is when citizens uh, elect people who are sympathetic to bicycling, and hold them accountable uh for an agenda and therefore a the political will is established to move in a a direction and um, and then the city's role is to uh, respond to that, find money and uh specialists uh to carry on a campaign. And so that's really the story of Long Beach is uh how citizens initiated a uh, what has become a significant movement here to uh, transform Long Beach from where it's been, which is a has been a kind of a mainstream, mediocre Southern California uh, uh, bike town into one of the best bike cities in the nation, and certainly a sentinel for bicycling in Southern California.
0: So then how did the
10: citizens like, get together? <laughs> uh, well, uh, they... As bicyclists, um, they saw, they they traveled, they went places, you know. Um, Mark Bixby, who was tragically killed in an airplane crash about uh, oh, a month or six weeks ago, uh, is an example of the type of person here in Long Beach that um,
1: had gotten out and
10: gotten around and saw where bicycles had become a symbol for quality of living, and a, uh, and a and an active living uh, in his own life he was raised in Long Beach and uh, used his bike as a kid and uh, was a you know an amateur bike racer on the weekends and early morning training rides uh, and he saw where any he, and he's a major his family's a major uh, um, founding family here in Long Beach uh, he could see where uh, bikes, could serve, among other things, as a way to freshen up the image of Long Beach. He could see where it could be one of those symbols of uh, quality of living that could be a economic development tool. He could see it as a way that that would fit and be authentic in Long Beach because, you know, he had been to Copenhagen, he had been to New York, he had been to Seattle and Portland and San Francisco. He had seen how cities with much uh... worst conditions in terms of topography and or weather were uh... transforming their communities and, and adopting this uh... healthy and green lifestyle uh... and he thought that that would be a good fit for long beach and so i used bixby as an example of one but there were there's lots of people like him in long beach and they uh... through various uh... conversations um. Developed a uh, campaign. They said, "We, you know, we want to become a great bike city." They said that to their to the city council, and the city council, you know, ranged from people who were uh, sympathetic to this because they were bicyclists. They were sympathetic to it because they saw it as something authentic for the city to pursue. Um, and so, while they may not have been a bicyclist themselves, they could see where. The, uh, that it that it was a pretty good idea to play out and to see what happens and that's by the way one of the that's one of the hallmarks of a city that has its political act together and that is uh, just because I don't do that doesn't mean I won't support someone else doing that you know that's, that's a sign of community
4: mm-hmm. anyway
10: so they developed the political will to do that they put uh, one person in public works in charge of uh, developing that into a program and then a campaign. Do you want me to keep going with this, or do you want to well, ask? Well, oh, Chicken Leather has a question. No, no,
5: Char- Charlie, you, you've touched on something just talking to me, and I, I wasn't interrupting Nick to get, get in to talk to you. You were going on a great kind of groove there. But, um, you know, it's kind of funny because we're at a bike event, and the big news thing that everybody wanted to get the mayor on was like, hey, how, what do you think about this this? This uh, standoff with the Republicans over the budget and stuff, and, they, and instead of seizing the moment, it was almost like, yeah, it was like name calling for the Republicans for the mayor. I'm not, I'm not criticizing him. I mean, you know, that's that's how he sees it. I thought it would have been nice if he had said, well, you know, we understand their their pain, and we're looking for other alternatives, and perhaps maybe even adapting something like the bicycle, which isn't a new modern invention with untested technology. It's it's something that we've sort of proven after 200 years it'd be nice if we could just say hey we're looking further to implement these plans to embrace a bicycle and make it part of maybe the solution to our economics until we get back on our feet until we reprove the electric vehicle that detroit is moving out can can really satisfy some of these things i i think it it has to be both those things and well, I take over the floor here. I'm going, to, I'm going to step down from the soapbox and see uh, you in Long Beach have recognized this uh, with a little more infrastructure than we have in Los Angeles, and uh, maybe you could comment on that.
10: Well, let me let me point to something that I think is a uh, smart uh, strategy for demonstrating how bikes can help people evolve to a car light lifestyle, and that is we're developing a, a, a notion where these neighborhood business districts that we have, Bixby Knowles is a good example, although we have several around Long Beach, um, will benefit if they strengthen the relationship that they have with the 10,000 households that that exist within a one-mile range of them. And so we're developing the notion of a bike-friendly retail district, or, or a BFD, to um, Market to those people and and break down the barriers to them using their bicycles or walking for those neighborhood trips that they used to do by car. So we we have bought and are about to deploy a fleet of cargo bikes that we'll be checking out to people to use. We'll be doing a number <clears throat> a number of events and activities around um, being the change we want to see. We'll we're demonstrating a car light lifestyle and teaching people how to do that and supporting them along the way I'm really enthusiastic about that because um two-thirds of the people who live in Long Beach are commuters they go outside Long Beach to their jobs and so if we only look at the job trips we generate um we're, oftentimes those are not good candidates for displacing them with bicycling or walking but if we look at the other nine trips a day that we take um, whether kids to and from school or, or to and from grocery stores, you know the the point. Uh, many of those trips would be smarter done by bike or walking, or an, uh, even new electric-assisted vehicles now that um, aren't burning fuel, aren't taking up lots of car parking spaces, uh, and are delivering customers to local stores. So that's the that's, in my opinion one of the most interesting things we're getting to do in Long Beach because it's all about localism. It's all about um, reuniting people with their neighborhood businesses and strengthening and supporting those local businesses. Yeah, and um, you you brought
5: up, and I'm just amazed because Los Angeles is still kind of like, ooh, don't mention it, ooh, we're talking about bike share maybe in a year or two or something, and you're looking at bike cargo, which is that's phenomenal. I mean, everybody knows that if you put a rack on your bike, you might get sort of kitted by people. But uh, I'm the first one to tell you, myself, uh, uh, Damien, who does uh, Streets block, we, we always kind of joke about the fact that we got a basket. But when somebody wants a keg or, let's say, a six-pack carry... They, they don't carry it. They talk to the guy with the basket, and I'm, I'm, I'm joking <laughs> right. here. But I, I'm, um, I'd I'm like you to go on a little bit about some of the infrastructure you built, maybe the Bell Shores uh, Green Lane project.
10: Just cover that briefly. Well, so, so, yeah, and, it, and it's a little bit of an extension of that first conversation about how Long Beach got into this program. So they put it on the staff to start finding resources for this, and Sumi Gantt uh, is this very resourceful uh a professional within the city. Quickly, in the first couple of years, she raised $12 million uh, just simply taking, dusting off the bike master plan that was done in 2001 but sat on the shelf until 2007. Dusted that off and started riding. Grants for uh, half a million dollars for bicycle education for every kid in the Long Beach Unified School District, which we got and are doing now. Another half a million dollars to train police officers and transit operators and adult cyclists how to ride safely. Another half a million dollars for a, promo- a promotional campaign to reduce the conflicts between bicycles and motors and teach people how to share the, ro- the streets safely. Uh, and then, you know, a million here and a million there for construction projects, which I'll get to the the key bling projects here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, then she had twelve million bucks and and uh, that has become twenty one million dollars now in the last uh, three and a half years, and continues to be uh, proving that uh, the city of Long Beach made a critical decision three years ago, and it is paying off in spades now. Our bike shops are having record years. Now, that has to do to some degree with $4 gasoline and high unemployment, Uh, but we're having banner years. We're opening up bike shops here. We have people uh, uh, setting up bicycle touring operations. Uh, We're about to do our first bike share program. The bikes will be on the ground, and it will be a small pilot program, about 100 bikes in the downtown Long Beach and Cal State area uh, next fall, and then we've got an, uh, we'll follow that with an additional roughly 400 bikes uh, out of a bigger grant in about two years. So um, the the energy that we've got developed around Long Beach right now is on all fronts: engineering, education, uh, it, uh, enforcement, and encouragement. Um, it, so th- that's the basis for the social movement that's occurring here. People are seeing this from lots of different angles, and while not everything is smooth, we have our share of curmudgeons and people who, who disagree with this uh, strategy for the city. Uh, we also have overwhelming support for it, and we have a council that's been tested by elections and has gotten reelected. Um, even the most aggressive ones that are in the most uh, silk-stocking districts are finding support for this in general, so... Um, I'll take a break there, but and then I'll uh, uh, but I, I and I'll get to those uh, three pilot projects. Is you want me to move into that? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. Okay. So we have uh, two years ago in June uh, we put down the Green Lane, which is a enhanced Shiro application through Belmont Shore on Second Street. That is a healthy retail district uh... just off the coast and um, uh... about a mile and a half worth of retail there are fifteen traffic signals in a seventeen block range and so the progression speed through there was slow enough not only to to benefit the local businesses and really support a healthy retail environment uh... but it made it very attractive for us to say uh... to respond to the number one problem that the business association had down there and that is pedestrians hitting are being hit by bicyclists on the sidewalk and so by putting the green lane out there we um, our success record is as follows we've doubled the number of bicyclists from 400 a day to 800 a day Um, we've significantly reduced the number of people riding on the sidewalk Um, by the way we we did an education campaign and now we're uh, ticketing people for being on the sidewalk and so the, the word has gotten around, and the sidewalks are now a safe place to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't increased the number of car bike crashes, or, or the, the, our safety record is solid, uh, as good as it was prior to putting in the green lane. So that won a national award from the uh, National Institute of Transportation Engineers as uh, the best innovative project in 2010. Um, so that's we did that almost two years ago. And it's proven effective, among other things, in reducing the conflicts between bicyclists and motorists because the authority figure is putting out there on the street clear messages that say to motorists to share that space to cyclists and to say to cyclists, get off the sidewalk, here's your place in the public way. What What is the green
0: lane? Is, that, is it green? Is it like
10: a stripe? It is a six-foot-wide green stripe that runs right down the middle of the number two lane. Um and I, so, I, let me paint this picture. We've got a um, a retail district that has uh, two lanes in each direction, uh, with a median in the middle and parking on either side, and then the sidewalk. And so, that outside car travel lane uh, next to the parking lane is the is, has now become known as the green lane. Uh, it's it, and it, so it's a shared lane between bicyclists and and motors, it's actually just a another way of expressing what the law has been in America for the last 100 years, and that is where there's not enough room for bicyclists to move to the right safely, um, the, the legal place for them to be is in the middle of that lane, uh, sharing this that lane with motorists. So all we've done is, uh, by putting that green stripe down with a Shero, is indicate that that's the way this street should be treated. So that was uh, the Green Lane. The second project that we put down um, is not a federal pilot project. The Green Lane is, when, and we're studying that, and And engineers are uh, uh, looking at that and for other applications in other cities now. Um, the second project is a bike boulevard called the Vista Bike Boulevard, which is about a of about a mile and a half long residential street that runs east-west through um, the lower tier of Long Beach and uh, it connects three elementary schools and and really is just a priority street or for bicyclists uh, and to discourage uh, motors from using that as a cut-through street. The way we do that is use traffic circles and roundabouts uh, eight in total along that route Along with a diverter at the main intersection at Redondo, and therefore making it a, a very attractive place for kids and adults to ride bikes. And uh, we're doing the counts on that this summer uh, uh, after having it operational for about six months. And, uh, but we're, we're, anecdotal evidence demonstrates that we've about tripled the number of bicyclists using Vista. Uh, since we opened it last December. Charlie, can I interject here? You, sure. you talked
0: about how this
5: was, uh, now kids can ride this route to school. Is, this sounds like a, a no-brainer, safe route to school if you have a green lane there that's six foot wide. I think in L.A. we're just fighting for three feet. And you already have six at some of these places.
10: Um, oh, yeah, I'm not sure that, uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to com- confuse the two, though. The green lane is a shared lane, uh-huh. and the bike the Mike Boulevards is, is is a oh, residential is something right, right, right. Oh, okay.
5: Right. Wow. So, well, uh, but if it's a safe route for, for kids to school, this
10: this might solve a lot of the problems of. of uh, we well, wouldn't... this is a, yeah. This in, in a in a in a um, neighborhood that has a grid system, where you have a major street, uh, and then a block over you have a residential street that goes to the same place, but is not. Uh, designed to be a through street for motorists, you can design that as a bike boulevard so that uh, more cyclists can use that. They can see a route without getting on the main boulevard. And uh, so by design, it encourages uh, motorists, of course, in the arterial uh, and cyclists on the bike boulevard. And so, yeah, that is a tool that I think is going to be used in Southern California increasingly, uh, now that it's becoming a more familiar tool. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Here's Nick again. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that was two. That was the second of the three yeah.
10: projects. <clears throat> the third project is is really the uh, most dynamic and, uh, uh, well, ambitious of the three. And that's because uh... we have taken the cues from european cities that uh, and we've taken the cues from seattle and portland and uh... new york city and have installed a separated bike lane on uh... two major arterials no not major arterials two arterials through downtown long beach uh... on broadway and third that are trant or have the the potential of truly transforming those two streets into uh, much more attractive places for uh, retail and adjacent living, and so um, it's the, the generic term for this type of facility is a cycle track, and uh, again from Europe, and it's essentially where in on Broadway and Third, where we head. Uh, these are one-way streets through downtown Long Beach, east and west looking at the capacity of, our, of all of our streets in that corridor, meaning we looked at about a, a quarter-mile range on either side of those two streets and said, what is our capacity to move cars through here uh, efficiently? What are we doing now? Do we have extra capacity or not? Based on our feasibility studies, we could take a lane off of Broadway and 3rd and convert it to a cycle track or a separated bikeway without having a significant impact on commuter traffic. And so here's an example of where we've got excess road space that's that's uh, being wasted in a lot of ways, meaning that we've got it set up as a three-lane, relatively high-speed uh, boulevard running through town when and not benefiting or not really supporting the adjacent businesses or residents. Uh, we had a chance to transform that. And so the city has adopted that. We have built that. We're about to finish turning the lights on it, uh, uh, at the various intersections. The signal lights indicating when motorists can go and when they're held and bicyclists can go and so forth, uh, next week, April 23rd. And so we're, you know, we want to invite people down to see this and to ride it. And all three of these projects represent, uh, um, uh fresh thinking they represent uh applications that could be done in virtually any place in southern california because the bones of long beach are remarkably similar to the bones in the other 88 cities in la county and orange county and so uh people can see when they come here and ride bikes on these streets and look at these designs and experience them they they immediately because uh, I, I do tours about every two weeks, uh, they immediately start rattling off to their friends and relatives or, or uh, colleagues that come. You know, this application could be applied on Spring Street or whatever it is mm-hmm. that uh, their applic- uh, that they could see it, it, and so it immediately spurs thinking about uh, and new ways of looking at their place, and so that's the value of it from a. From, as a teaching tool and as a uh, potentially a breakthrough for people to look at their streets and their communities differently.
0: Yeah, it's it sounds great, all, all of it.
10: And um,
0: but um, so, and I imagine that it will. There will be more projects after these are done.
10: Yeah, these are our um, uh, these. Are, th- that third one is also a federal pilot project. But uh, uh, and so we go through the process on this. And presuming that it is uh, operating for us, then, yeah, we'll apply to expand the experiment into other neighborhoods under other conditions. And um, in the partnership that we have with the Federal Highway Administration, um, we're quite likely to do that in this next year with the Green Lane and other applications around Long Beach and, and then in about a year or so, the cycle track. So, yeah, we're looking at now projecting that these will be successful and looking at other applications.
0: So you know, you, you attributed a lot of Long Beach's uh, movement in uh, in in cycling and living cycling livability to um, indiv- you know, well the the citizens, and but also uh, individuals, you know, who work mm-hmm. really hard. Do you see anybody in L.A. who could be doing that that kind of work?
10: You know, um, uh, I I see uh, I see talented. Um, uh, elected officials. I see talented advocates out there uh, and, and talented people on city staff. Um, what, what it appears to me hasn't happened yet is a, a real... Uh, I haven't seen anybody come together to bring people together yet and really uh, uh, I think as a community about priorities. Now, I, I'm the first to say in that same breath that I'm not a student of this deeply. I, I uh, have been focused on Long Beach almost exclusively and so um, you know I, I know there's plenty of talent around. It, it appears to me that it's not uh, engaged as efficiently as it ought to be and, and that's a leadership thing, you know, somebody uh, um, uh, somebody or some group it would be, it seems to me, it would be helpful if they emerged as a catalyst for uh the movement overall and uh, but not necessarily depending on the city to be the epicenter of that um one of the one of the strengths uh, one of the reasons why San Francisco is so effective is the San Francisco Bicycle Coalition has some 12,000 members and are one of the institutions in San Francisco that's driving the agenda um, the Cascade Bike Club in Seattle, a similar deal, and uh, even well, and so generally speaking, where there is um, aggressive or ambitious programs, there are aggressive and ambitious citizens that are effective at organizing the politics to make all this happen.
0: Well, we do have. I mean, I know there's been some people on the show. I mean, we've got. Um you know, people from the LACBC and, and a group called Bikeside. Uh, have you heard of Bike Side? Sure. With, yeah, well, of course. Okay, so, but um, maybe, do, do you ever consider sort of giving um, workshops, workshops on uh, on how to do this kind of thing? I mean, I know they
10: already know how to do a lot of it, but... They do know how, and I have a lot of respect for, uh, um, for the leaders that I know as part of those organizations. Um, but but you just mentioned where uh, those two groups, I'm not so sure, have a shared vision of what the city should be. Okay. And so in that sense, there's not uh, consensus. And it's uh, you know, I think I mentioned at the top of the show, um, uh, government is really lousy at solving people's problems, but it's really good at responding to people that bring them solutions yeah. because those are yes/ no answers. Okay, we'll do that or we'll do that with these conditions, but it's not. Asking them to uh, fix a problem that you can't fix yourself, and so, um, um, and, and you know what? Let me let me pause here and say that uh, the city of Los Angeles is only about eight times bigger than the city of, of Long Beach, and so uh, their issues are big and complicated, uh, and it's a it's a it's a more it's a more difficult complex. A city to work in than a city like Long Beach, uh, but having said that, there's plenty of neighborhoods in Los Angeles that look exactly like the neighborhoods of Long Beach, and uh, so if we look past uh, the the major arterials, if we drill down into neighborhood riding and getting back to that notion that if we just got motorists out of their car one time a week to ride that cargo bike to the Trader Joe's on Saturday and loaded up their $100 worth of two-buck chuck onto their bike and rode it home, Uh, that small step uh, would be a dramatic change in the way that neighborhood perceives bicycling and the way that neighborhood then would respond to bicyclists. And so, you know, that's a baby step, yet it's a critical next step, in my opinion, for the transformation of not only Long Beach, but also Los Angeles and elsewhere. It's very much about um, neighborhood transport and looking at the car as a overbuilt, over-engineered tool for carrying on a neighborhood lifestyle.
0: So um, when you speak of neighborhoods, yeah, I've heard people talk about how it's important when you're trying to um, to build the bike culture, um, or or make it stronger, that um, you might you might think of neighborhoods individually rather than as a whole, you know, big city.
10: Absolutely, you know, it's uh, it's localism again, and it and um, it has uh, uh, people think that that uh, bicyclists might be hard to organize. But you know what, uh, and, and being doing this professionally since 1990, uh, I have seen example after example of where that simply doesn't hold up. Cyclists, uh, we cyclists are a social crowd, and part of that is because of our shared experience. We've all, uh, any of us that ride have had a close call with an automobile recently, and so we can emotionally connect to each other and support each other in an effort to civilize the streets, and uh, so we are. We, when we want to, uh, we can see the value of pooling our 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 resources, money, and talent and time, and um, getting serious with elected officials about something that is uh, inherently good to do and should not be inherently dangerous. Uh, and what we get upset about is the uh, realization that these are fairly simple steps that a city needs to take in policy to drastically increase the safety component of cycling. And we know that for ourselves that will improve safety, and we also know as marketers or as uh, proponents of bicycling that the safer the conditions are, the more people will have out riding bikes uh... we we have seen in long beach and plenty of other cities have seen where uh... the number of women riding bikes goes up in direct proportion to the number of miles of bike lanes and other facilities that you put down meaning that without a identified place on the street most women don't feel comfortable riding a bicycle mixing with traffic uh... the only in fact the only group that tends to feel comfortable doing that are experienced young males. That, uh, so if you want to go beyond experienced young males as uh, the users of, of a bicycles in the community, you have to go beyond the what's perceived to be uh, a risky condition. And that means bike lanes and other facilities. And, and then what happens is people ride those and they become more confident, more skilled, and then they come, take our road uh, vehicle course, and learn how to become a vehicular cyclist as, as a more comfortable, competent cyclist. And they emerge then potentially as commuters. But the but the fear goes away um, when uh, the more facilities we put down. Well, and, and a lot of a lot of people, and I, I think there's kind of
0: a um, a risk taking culture where well, people are kind of. Um, they're kind of cynical about about bike lanes. They think that people should ride in traffic and act like a car. And I mean, there's a. What do you think
10: about that? That's a school of thought. Yeah. That's a, and and you know yes, it's a school of thought. I've I have um, been in debate with uh, and to some, I agree with that to an extent, but I've I've been in debate my entire career with some who would take that to an extreme, because. Um, uh, you can say, you know, you have to become as good as us or don't get out there. Um, but that's not a way to build a community. Uh, that's a way to create an exclusive uh, enterprise that only we as experienced or, you know, whatever uh, can can engage in. I reject that. I, I see where uh, Europe and lots of other places have... Uh, set up facilities where women and novice adults uh, belong and can uh, carry on a bicycle lifestyle uh, without it being a death-defying feat, and uh, and without bicyclists losing their rights to the road. You know, that's always the canard that comes up. Um, and, and overall, we don't see that happening, and in fact, overall, we see um, facilities as as the emancipator, so to speak, or the, in, the 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 catalyst that get people out riding, and um, and we see better balanced cities and so forth. You know, we we see uh, stronger cities because they're not choked uh, by cars. So that's the uh, that's the debate. Yes, they're out there. Some people see bicycles as an extension of pedestrians, and some people see people see bicycles as an extension of vehicles, cars, yes. and so. Um, we can go into that if you like, but that's the that's the the basis for that that uh, disagreement about how bicycles should be should be fitting into the fabric of uh, the public space.
0: Well, Chicken Letter has a question. But I, it sounds like you could go in many different directions. But uh, here, Chicken Leather has a question. Actually, you you talked a bit about uh,
5: well, you know, in Los Angeles we just got this bike plan together, but yeah. then they sort of put the coat on, and it's like, well, this is only Los Angeles. We're working on the Los Angeles County one, Uh, Glendale's working on one, all these other things, and it just seemed to me, in a couple weeks, we're going to have a little bit of, like, our continuation of last year's Bike Summit, except it's just for... You know, they had the street summit last year. We're having our own little bike summit this year. I'm thinking, do, do you see in the future maybe the municipalities having their own little street summit, bike summit, and talking about, like, hey, we, we this worked work down here. Maybe this will
10: work up there or something. Uh, well, we're not ready to announce a date on that yet, but uh, we are planning just that kind of activity for September of this year. And uh, we're in Long Beach. And so... Um, uh, again, we're not ready to announce it, but yeah, it's going to be focused on our neighbor professionals and encouraging them to come down and kick the tires on these things and to see uh, what we're up to. And I, so, you know, again,
5: Long have- Beach leading the way with the first the TED conference and then bike bike infrastructure and and what have you and and stations and and so forth
10: and, and collectives and and now this this seems. Yeah, let me let me let me draw a picture here. I I came okay. from Austin. I came from Austin, Texas, where I got to see what happens when you put the hippies in charge. Austin is a uh, is a great place uh, where live music it, it styles itself as the live music capital of the world. Uh, and a lot of my friends who were dope-smoking hippies in the 70s and 80s are now uh, uh, elected officials and uh, running agencies. That are some of the uh, the electric agency, for instance. Roger Duncan used to be a former council member. Now is running one of the greenest utilities in the nation. So Austin has carved out this uh, this this place as something in Texas that's unique and special and different from Houston and Dallas and other uh, parts of Texas. And uh, Long Beach is doing a similar deal. It's it, but uh, but Long Beach is a story of what happens when you put the athletes in charge. Mm. Because um, these are people who uh, live here partially because it's a great lifestyle, and uh, and it offers a good uh, uh, living. Uh, like, like I mentioned before, two-thirds of the people who live in Long Beach are commuters, but uh, they live here because of a lot of the amenities and, and the lifestyle that's offered. Um, and the people who are running the place now, uh, the, the city council and staff, are... Uh, recognizing or they, in their own lives they value this stuff, they hear it from their constituents, and so this is not a uh, foreign concept around here. It's just a, uh, it's an, and it's a fresh way of defining who Long Beach is to ourselves and to the rest of the world. Uh, and, and we seem to have general agreement on that.
0: Um, so a couple of things I wanted to touch on. One is your roots, and... Um, and another is Long Beach as the end of the blue line, and another is Bike Station. Um, okay. So, do you want to start by talking about you know how you evolved to have this uh, this this view of of this philosophy of of you know cities and
10: bikes and? Um, well, uh, you know, I, I was raised in Denver and Dallas. Uh, bicycles were part of my evolution from being a caged kid to be a being a free-range teenager uh, around Denver and um, uh, I went to Europe in 76 when I graduated from high school and rode a bike in Copenhagen Uh, and that was a transformational experience for me to see a city that embraced bicycles the way it did and then traveling on Amsterdam and other places and, and over the years being uh, being a student of what was going on in Europe um, influenced my point of view, and I, you know, I I was an ambitious uh, uh, kid. I served in the Texas House of Representatives when I was twenty-three, and you're the youngest. Uh, ever, right? <laughs> I, I, I've been, it's been surpassed since then, but yeah, I was the youngest uh, at the time, and well, it, it was, was, uh, it was uh, still... a heady time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was active in Texas politics uh, as a as an elected, and uh, and then afterwards um, I started. I founded the Texas Bicycle Coalition in 1990, and found myself. Uh, it, it was in response to um, the fact that it, the bicyclists didn't have a voice in Texas. But I was a student of community organizing. Uh, Saul Alinsky is a, a mentor of, of mine, and. Um, and so all I did was apply those political organizing skills that I had developed in the political world to and, so, and developing. In, is, sorry,
0: Solinsky, I'm not familiar with. Uh,
10: he wrote two books: uh, "Rules for Radicals" and Reveille for Radicals." Second oh, name. Nice. And as uh, a, uh, uh, I can give I can give a seminar on it if you'd like. But he's 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 uh, he's the same political yeah. organizer. His philosophies are actually. What uh, Barack Obama used uh, effectively in Chicago as a community organizer, it's the Industrial Areas Foundation is what he he came up with as a a strategy for organizing uh, the voice of citizens versus the power of money in uh, in politics. Anyway, I so I, I was first executive director of the Texas Bicycle Coalition, and then in the '90s, and then went to work doing political organizing of. Bike advocacy groups around the country in the late '90s, and um, have been a consultant doing this kind of work since then um, for cities and and uh, uh, across the country. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, I've I've been a paid embedded advocate uh, for for quite a while, and um, and you know, it's I get I get it's a green job. It's I, I'm encouraging people to look at this as a career path because um, it's emerging as a, as i mentioned all along, uh, as a professional uh, position with a number of facets from public works and building projects to economic development and selling a city on, uh, as a consumer city, as a a high quality of living uh, and and a place where um, people that value that sort of thing uh, congregate and thrive. So embedded advocate is what you would call the, the, the job path, the career path? Well, I, 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 it's that's, that's what happens is that I get put into uh, the conversation in a community either as an advocate, or excuse me, as a consultant. Uh, it's always as a consultant, but yeah, my job is to be a specialist uh, and help them see the uh the world from a cyclist point of view, show them designs that are effective uh in other places so you're not reinventing the wheel. And it's a realization that um this is a specialty field, uh, and a emerging field, and that the people that are oftentimes in positions of of power uh to implement these programs uh don't have any specialty skills and so they need to find that and and I'm one of the guys that they oftentimes turn to. As, as somebody who knows bikes? As knows bikes, knows bike design, knows um, bike policy, and um, so yeah, it, it, there's a range of skills within this field that uh, you, can, you, can, you can go into and become a specialist within a specialty field actually. Um, and it's emerging, that's the thing. It's as cities see that there's funding to be had for this, uh, as they hear from constituents, that uh, they want them to, uh, that they're judging their their political uh, support to some degree, not maybe uh, exclusively, but to some degree on how um, how how much this elected supports uh, their bike program and uh, and is actually participating in the conversation as a change agent, not just somebody who's observing what's going on, but using their position. Uh, as influence to make something happen during their brief tenure in that job, and um, so anyway, yes, that's uh, that's what advocates do. And some of us are working for uh, LACBC or other uh, organizations, and some of us are working at the uh, very much the local level. Well, thank you we got the LACBC. It's good that we we got a organization like that. Um,
0: oh but, yeah, are you kidding well,
10: me? <laughs> yeah, it is good, and and I, I would argue that, that that's you know they're playing their their hand very well at pulling Lo, uh, Los Angeles and other cities along. Uh, I think we're in a really solid place here. I in terms of uh, uh, LA County and um, the bike conversation, you know, um, with everything that we're looking at, diminished uh, revenues across the board, um, bicycles are becoming a smarter uh, urban transportation tool than ever before and so this is not a hard sell. It it is a hard sell for 50 plus people who are kind of locked into uh, a mindset and a lifestyle but 20-somethings and 30-somethings are the low-hanging fruit here. They're the ones that uh, won't be buying a house out in the suburbs and setting up a long commute lifestyle uh, they're looking for a car light lifestyle, uh, and Long Beach is really well situated to uh, receive that, that, and and to support that style of living. Uh, and that's what's exciting to me is being able to model that, show that, and um, and see it in, see it work. We get um, we had an architectural firm that reported to us two weeks ago, that they got their first contract because they, uh, to some degree, I mean, they knew their work, but it helped that they were from Long Beach and that they were part of the Long Beach conversation and story that's developing here. And I had that same experience as a consultant based in Austin, Texas. I got work in New York and elsewhere because I was from Austin and was familiar with the Austin story. Um, And so, uh, you know, the, the joke here is we're all familiar with what Beverly Hills adjacent means, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this architectural firm now is referring it to itself as Long Beach adjacent. Hmm. Well,
0: I'm not sure if I do know what that means when it comes to Long Beach.
10: Oh, the real estate, the real estate guys in, in Beverly Hills. They they all the cities around Beverly Hills refer to it as Beverly right. Hills adjacent. Right. And, and so it's a uh, it's a similar uh, uh, association that they're looking for.
0: Well, um, let me. Chicken Lady wants to know if they're updating the blue line, and that, that ties into what I also wanted to ask you about. You know, the the way um, bikes can be like part of the the what's called the last mile. Uh, yep. Yeah.
10: Yeah. Well, coincidentally, um, part of that money that I told you we've raised uh, was spent to develop, uh, enhance the access to the blue line all the way through Long Beach, and so we just finished up that plan and um, we're getting funding for it now where we're asking for funding to do specific portions of that and uh, that's you know it's 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 a classic uh example of how uh that last mile uh theory is being played out along the blue line because we 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 essentially looked at that as a corridor and have devised ways to um, connect sidewalks for pedestrians, connect uh, bike routes and other and bike lanes and other facilities. You know, and, we're, and we've got a. It's not 100%, but we're going to be doing a significant improvement uh, in access for non-motorized uh, to the Blue Line. And my guess is if, if things go... It, it ought to be completed probably in about two years. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a point of pride for us. What,
0: what does it look like, though,
10: access? It means bike lanes essentially on every arterial and collector street um, to, you know, looking at the, the, the each stop as a hub with folks coming out from all sides uh, uh, developing bike lanes and share and lanes and so forth to get people to and from uh, uh, excellent parking from uh, bike stations, uh, non, non, uh, uh, non-man bike stations to um, standard racks and so forth. Um, and getting rid of the obstacles that exist along the routes for pedestrians. That's you know we're we're a older urban environment that is uh, built out, and uh, most of it was built out in an era where we didn't treat pedestrians like second class citizens. Uh, but there's parts of it that have been, and where where pedestrians were either ignored or just um, uh, not accommodated. Uh, so that they, the, you know, the, the points actually connected, or a utility pole went right in the middle of it, uh, screwing it up for somebody in a wheelchair. So we've looked at it now with a fine-tooth comb and have devised solutions for all of that. And um, it's on its way to being funded. Charlie, this is uh, Chicken Leather again. I know that uh, one of the, the well, one of the
5: destinations I usually pick off of the, the blue line, and it's right across the. Uh, right on one of the stops is the the bike hub there. I know the bike station is off of, uh, I think it's 3rd Street. And I'm just wondering what part these little things have played and and, uh, what were some of the mistakes or some of the problems that the bike station first faced and and you've corrected. Um, And if you're going to keep expanding these programs with the bike hub, I know you're working in in unison with them, but uh, do you you see
10: more with universities or what have you? Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, so there's two things there the bike station, which is downtown, and then the bike hub, which is up at uh, Long Beach Boulevard at PCH. So the bike station is a commuter hub that uh, we've just redesigned, rebuilt a, a new building on it, and as part of a, a redevelopment of our whole transit uh, operations. You know, one of the cool things about Long Beach is that we're big enough to have some resources and but small enough to actually move and make them happen and so uh... freshening up our transit and freshening up the messages related to transit both buses and uh... light rail are two of the things that are putting among are among this package of a renewal happening in urban long beach um, So, the hub is an example up on uh... pch and uh... long beach boulevard is an example of where this big hairy goal that the city decided to take on, and that is to become one of the best bike cities in the nation, uh, has served as a catalyst for, among others, uh, uh, people getting together and creating a bike co op that serves not only, well, it serves the neighborhood. Uh, we've collected some two, 200 bikes in the last eight months. Uh, that have been reconditioned through there. People have been trained to work on bikes. It's adjacent to Poly High School, so they've got a program with Poly High, and it's run by volunteers. As, and and it's as part of a small university's uh, uh, campus. Um, so it, and I, I, it's an example of how the energy of this campaign is serving to catalyze uh, independent action such as that, as well as what the city's doing. And so we're real proud of that. We've got, uh, another, other examples include uh, bike shops that are opening, neighborhood bike shops that are opening because of things going on. You, you ask about um, other hubs like that. Yeah, we're, Cal State has just gotten a silver designation from the League of American uh, Wheelmen because they've got uh, a very exciting uh, circulation and, and, and uh, parking plan for bicyclists on the Cal State Long Beach campus, uh, that's going to include uh, a, a, that, as I mentioned earlier, will be one of the two nodes of activity for our our first bike share program that's scheduled to start next fall. Where, um, well, you know, the bike share program or the concepts associated with that, I presume. Um, so yes, we're and uh, I don't see other hubs opening besides Cal State now uh, in the immediate uh... area but that combined with our bike friendly retail districts and cargo bikes that we're seeding out in those neighborhoods gives us coverage uh... and gives us activities in virtually every corner of the city and uh... we like that we like we like the fact that uh... we've doubled the number of bicyclists across the city in the last year and uh and the conversation is, is rapidly evolving. Great, Charlie. Are we going to see you up here on Sunday for our Cyclovia? All right. You, I won't miss Cyclovia tomorrow from 10 to 3 in downtown Los Angeles. And you know what? I've got this interesting thing. I, the uh, Yamaha has, because of, again, that big campaign that we've got, our big goal, Yamaha has loaned us uh, about four pedal-assisted electric bikes, that we loan out to people to try out, um, and there's a company called Trike that does, you've seen these infomercials of this three-wheeled Trike thing that they uh, weave back and forth on, on beach trails. Well, they have a version of that now with a lithium battery that transforms that from a exercise vehicle to a a electric personal vehicle, and I'm going to be trying that out in, at uh, Cicla Via. As the mobility coordinator for the city of Long Beach, I get to ride all the latest technology, and this thing goes for 20 miles, it'll go uh, up to about 18 miles per hour. And so, while I don't get any exercise on it, I get to show off a personal conveyance vehicle of the future that's green and displaces a car. And so uh, I'm going to ride that in Ciclavia tomorrow and uh, show it off. Where, are you going to be posted up somewhere? <laughs> posted up somewhere? No. You're going to no. just do the whole route. I'm going to do the whole route.
0: Okay. All right. And um, well, I'd like to have you on again sometime to talk about you know the difference between people who see bicyclists as pedestrians and people who see bicyclists as,
10: as motor vehicles. I'd love to talk about that because that when we get into that, then we understand how some of these disagreements. Uh, Come out when the when you set up those expectations. Then when you don't act that way, then then the motorist is upset or whatever. So yeah, let's talk about that and how we can how can we we can evolve that conversation as well. I look forward to it.
0: That would be great. Okay, and uh, so thanks, Mr. Gandhi, and um, I hope we can uh, talk again sometime soon.
10: Yeah, thanks for the invitation, Nick. And uh, chicken, chicken says See you guys later. Okay. Okay. Bye.
5: Uh, quite a conversation, and in the studio right now, we have um, our, well, okay, Does our other uh, associate that, of course, Eric, and Eric, you're going to tell us about. this
0: actually goes by, is it Space Ace? What? Wait, wait he what, a, He doesn't have a handle yet. Wait, I don't think
5: this. The, the mic's not on. You got to bring up his mic. Uh, blue. Blue.
8: Oh, wait. Yeah, there we go. I think it's... Could it be the cover or something? Try it again. I mean... Get close. Get close. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you know, walking in, Chicken Leather told me if uh, I catch the race (laughs) earlier this morning, which was the concluding stage of Pais Vasco. Great stage. Final time trial. 24 kilometers. Andreas Clodin. Second place, but took the overall... 11 years later, he won this race 10 years ago in 2000. So, you know, he once again proved out there in the cycling world that you're never too old to win anything big. Uh, that was, you know, I was rooting for Cloden ever since the race started, which was last Monday. Also, something I want to talk about, too, last week on Sunday was the Tour of Flanders, which is one of the biggest classics in the calendar. Nick Nuyens from Saxobank Bank, took the win in front of Sylvain Chavanel and Fabian Cancellara. Defending champion Cancellara, who was on Saxo Bank last year, was the guy everybody was looking to, you know, to follow his attacks and everything. He was the most targeted man. I'm sure for Flanders, the Saxo Bank manager, Bjorn Rees, probably didn't miss Fabian so much given the fact that one of his writers, Nick Nuyen's Juan. Nick Nuyen's, of course, Juan Umlap Het Nuzvaal. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Yeah, these uh, names, I'm.
0: I'm that, it's amazing. You're, impre- yeah. you're impressing us.
8: Yeah, and I mean, Sylvain Chavanel broke a, broke off, you know, solo, and he was gone for a while until Fabian did his attack, and you know, I thought it was actually going to come down between those two, but if it did, I was sure Fabian would have taken the win, given that um, Fabian has a stronger kick towards the end in a sprint. But it wasn't that that wasn't it. And George Hinka the veteran also took sixth place. So, you know, and tomorrow we have the biggest yeah. classic, Perry Roubaix. Right. Also known as the Hell of the North and the Queen of the Classics. Again, Fabian is gonna be the targeted man given that he's also the defending champion. Tom Bonin didn't get a podium for Flanders or anything, but he says he's looking great after his win again Weblegum. Uh, Alessandro Balan is looking great after you know two years of bad luck, mostly 2008, well 2009, mostly because of that world champion curse that everybody says, and t- 2010. Not sure what was up with him, but he's looking strong now, and you know we'll see how it goes.
5: Impressive, yes. So, <laughs> so you you brought up you brought up cobblestones.
8: Yeah, um, paris Roubaix. Perry Roubaix. Um, it's probably going to be the final of the major classics yeah. the cobble classics. One, because one day yeah from there you're going to go to the ardennes classics which are mainly in spain they're around mm, you know and, same and dis- then the giro in may right? yeah, yeah they're around the same distance but you know there's no cobbles it's just like those short punchy climbs right, and everything right. but yeah like you mentioned yeah the giro d'Italia, which is in may then of course california the amgen tour california is in may as well so, you know, a lot of guys, I'm sure, are going to be prepping up for that in the following weeks.
5: Well, one of the things locally, and we're going to talk, if we're talking about racing, we've got to talk about, that's right, Feel My Legs, which is, is uh, I think I guess Matt does it every year. And this year, it just so happens falls tomorrow on Ciclavia Day.
0: Did you know about that, right, Eric? No.
5: Yeah, he knew about it. He does now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's no, not, but it's but not on the, it's not on the, I,
5: I know you never see it. I, it just sort of sneaks up on you. they sort of have it somewhere between the Fargo hill climb and the other one, but it includes Fargo and Baxter. They do 10 of the steepest hills here in Los Angeles. And, um, I, do it, we, Eric. we always, yeah, we always joke that, uh, it's, on that, oh it's starting tomorrow at 10 o'clock. You can't I mean climb at on eight, 8 <laughs> o'clock. No, I don't no think he is. could do it with 26-inch wheels in it. That, that frame itself is probably heavier than some of those well, guys' I mean, wheel sets, sets and bike years. combined. I yeah. can't do it on a single... Yeah, Well, we're going to get him a bike one of these days, and yeah. he's going to report on it. Maybe maybe something a little lighter. Though, though uh, Cole did it on some steel frame-ass bike a couple years ago. He had a crash on it, and he probably would have won the whole thing if it wasn't for the stupid crash off the back end of Baxter, which they now call Cole's Hill. It's not it's not back the back end of Baxter anymore. It's Coles Hill. So anyway, but uh, you know we could we could argue here and see, like like they always do. They they sort of argue who's going to beat Jack. I don't think Jack's a factor. I think everybody always has some clue about how they're going to either spike Jack's tofu breakfast or
0: so. Jack's the guy who's won. Oh,
5: Jack's it? D- yeah. He's the, he's the animal. He's done it so many years in a row. I, I remember seeing them one year before I ran off to, to... This is what I love about bikes. They always plan three events against it. Tomorrow, there's not only the Ciclavia. There's also right. the big bike conference going on in San Diego. And then, of course, um, what, what's the third one? The City of Angels is kind of a fundraiser that, uh, that Volkswagen is doing in, in unison with them. I know their numbers are down because of the sequel video. I'd love it just one year if everybody could like ride from one event to the other event and all join in at all the events and, and sort of root on everybody. Hmm. But anyway, w- that being said, uh, feel my legs. They were also looking at, at uh, maybe... Are you doing that tomorrow? No, I, I think I'm going to get there and just, just trash talking for 10 minutes, which is <laughs> more fun than actually doing the ride, right?
6: Sure. <laughs> yeah, Eric knows about that.
5: No, no, it's it's... it's I've actually ridden the route. I've never really done the ride. I mean, those hills are hills, man. I mean Mount Washington, dude, it, it may look like French countryside, but once you start riding it, it feels just just like every other bicycle race, man. It just is it's hard getting up to the top of the hill and being, you know, on the podium. That sounds nice, French some countryside. Hollers. It it does. Have you ever ridden up Mount Mount Washington? No, it's I pretty looked. pretty nice little route. It, huh. it, but the ideal situation to do it on Sunday is with a girl and a picnic lunch. Well, yeah, a- after it looks the Ciclavia. Like, if it looks like that, no, it's beautiful up at the top. It really is. But uh, right, cool. that being said, uh, they're they're doing a couple more. I think they they added Thompson over there by uh, uh, TV bikes. Somebody said, "Hey, why don't they ride up to the top of the radio tower?" And of course. Like like the, the goat guys, they are. They're doing that. So anyway, that's that's tomorrow, 8 o'clock. I think they meet at the uh, Sunset Triangle. At least that's where they've met for the last couple of years. And so um, maybe I'll flag them down in front of the oven and see if they need air or something. Because then I have to rush down to the Ciclavia. Yeah. There is a ride to the Ciclavia. And as luck would have it, um, there is also, that's right, the second Saturday of the month. What does that mean?
0: Oh, Spoken that ride.
5: Right. Oh, my God. I didn't have to tell them. That's right. It's a spoken art ride. Uh, We actually, uh, we're going to have a Ciclavia theme. However, we realize that a lot of what we're going to do is going to be a compilation within the community. So if you take pictures tomorrow at Ciclavia, uh, either print them up or print them out and bring them over to the bike oven. And at the end of the month, we'll have the big uh, Ciclavia slash video installation over at the bike oven. Oh, my God. And there's the phone. It's uh, our last phone call here on the day. Maybe not. Maybe it's just... Maybe it's not. Here we go. Yeah, just let's close it up.
0: Hold on. a you want to see something? So um, let's play the Bike Talk theme and get it. This is Bike Talk. This is uh, Okay, well, I, I've this got one last thing, and,
5: and, and okay. we, we mentioned that there was... Uh, bike uh, or bikey 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 which was the collective thing in a couple of weeks we're going to have our own little version but we had a spy there and of course that would be that's right our own bobby who is there he's telling us about it here we go it's kind of beautiful uh extemporaneous speech about the Ciclavia. Uh You were at the uh, the Bike Bike, the yeah. bike collective in Davis. see BCBC. Give, give us a little bit of uh, um, how did you feel? How were the people there from the Bike Collective? Uh,
9: yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I went to BCBC BC, BC in Davis, California last weekend. Um, so it was a gathering of a lot of bike co-ops on the west coast. Um, so it's pretty amazing because I didn't realize how many cities have bike co-ops now. Like people from San Luis Obispo were there. They have their own bike co-op. Um, a lot of like smaller kind of towns had bike co-ops, which I thought was really cool. And, uh, you know, bike co-op people are the best people because they're bike people. But then they're also people who are just willing to, you know, volunteer their time to help anyone fix their bike. So uh-huh. they're just like the nicest folks around. And uh, I learned a lot and had a really fun time. And we had a really fun dance party in a yurt. Uh so
5: it's just Yeah, it's like, like, party in a year. Yeah, yeah. this, this brings back images of the uh, old uh, farm lab and yeah, stuff.
9: Yeah, yeah, we had Dennis you know, a disco ball, we all put our strobing bike lights on the disco ball. Oh, that sounds funny. So uh but yeah. it, it wasn't all fun and
5: games. You guys discussed that Yeah, think,
9: yeah. Policy issues yeah, yeah. And we had there were workshops about, you know, like nonprofit corporation and uh you know, how to work with uh, you know, disenfranchised communities, like how to create a culture of a bike co-op and all, all that stuff, which is all really useful. he
5: sounds like like inroads into branding or taking uh, the idea of a co-op uh, almost nationwide. This might be an answer to some of the economic problems.
9: Yeah, it, it was interesting. There's actually um, a, a guy who attended, who was on the city council of um, of, its, of a city, like a smaller one, kind of in central California, and uh, he was just there because the city has a space they want to start a bike co-op in. Like, so it's like the city initiated, and they want to develop ah. a bike co-op there. So now, I think more people are starting to recognize how bike co-ops are a cheap and easy way to kind of kickstart bike culture in a city, and also provide a you know a nice safe space for you know teenagers to learn a skill and have somewhere to go and hang out. And uh, it's like a nice community thing in addition to it being a bike thing.
5: Well, we've seen it flourish here with the idea that you, if you move in a bike co-op, things like the ice cream store will start. Yeah. And then the restaurant, yeah,
9: yeah. And then a real bike store yeah. might move in. Too. Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah. It's a good way to kind of uh, you know develop a neighborhood and um, yeah, to kind of start a more local business scene and yeah, stuff like that.
5: So on the QT here, uh, this Cyclovia event, there's there's not a, a bike share program here in Los Angeles, but we've heard tale that it's coming. Have you heard anything? In
9: uh, I've heard rumors. I haven't been directly involved in that, but yeah, uh, there, there are rumors that people in City Hall are very interested in uh, uh, looking at some different proposals for bringing a bike share program to L.A. Well,
5: that's fantastic. Yeah. So, once again, the, the bike, bike what was it, Bicy, Bicy? BCBC. BCBC Bicy, yeah, was, yeah. was a big
9: hit then. Yeah, it was really great. It was really fun.
5: Besides a hangover, did you bring anything else that you think you could uh, <laughs> uh, put put in uh, play here in Los Angeles?
9: Um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, they talk it's like, in some cities, the bike coalition advocacy group in a city, like, directly, um uh, is part of the bike kitchen there too. So like ah. in San Luis Obispo, the bike kitchen is part of the bike coalition. So, so I wanna I wanna I wanna strengthen the tie between the LA County Bike Coalition and all the bike co-ops across the county, which has started to happen with the uh, County Cycling Collaborative Organization. And there,
5: there's uh, there's also here we're having our own mini
9: bike yeah, bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're having a regional LA bike bike uh, conference uh, April twenty third and twenty fourth. Uh, April twenty third is gonna be at the bike kitchen. We're just gonna have workshops all day and then we have a party at Bike Wave that night. On the twenty third, and the twenty fourth is going to be a really big bike ride to hit as many bike co-ops as possible.
5: So, so start your your bike your beer drinking training yeah. now. Yeah, That's yeah, what you're
0: saying
9: yeah.
5: Thing. yeah. But but it's also going to be um, a little bit more to, to find out how we can best serve the city. Yeah, I guess, yeah. With bikes too. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Bobby. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you yeah, talking to us about that. Being our inside source here for yeah. bike b- bicy bicy.
0: Yeah. And there he goes on his tall bike. All right. Well, thanks. Bobby's a very serious
4: guy. Yeah.
5: All right. Well, that's it. Okay. And, uh, we want to thank uh, Eric and his insight into the... Uh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, no. there's the phone. No, it's not the phone. It's not the phone. It's not. It's not the phone. Just, let's just go. <laughs> All right. It is Bike Talk here on Kill Radio and KPFK. Ride safe. Enjoy the Ciclavia.